How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios on the road at Hemingway Social Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 149 of How About That Cigar Live. Thanks so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening while you drive down the road, work out, whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast. Thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your podcast rotation. Uh, as always, we are in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's talk about the announcement that Drew Estate just made. They are bringing back the Barn Smoker program and it's returning Woo! in 2022. It's going to be bigger and better than ever before announced during the February 17th Freestyle Live. The 2022 Barn Smoker program will consist of these epic and memorable events. On May 13th through the 15th, Florida Barn Smoker in Claremont, Florida. July 15th and 16th, the Pennsylvania Barn Smoker in Strasburg, Pennsylvania. August 12th and through the 14th is the Connecticut Barn Smoker in Ellington, Connecticut. Uh, September 30th through October 1st, Kentucky Barn Smoker in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And finally, the Pièce de Résistance is October 21st and 22nd, the Savage Feast in Parker, Texas. On the Friday night before every Barn Smoker event, Drew Estate will host DE25 exclusive pre-parties where those lucky enough to attend will be the first to experience new Drew Estate cigar launches. The DE25 exclusive pre-parties will take place of the original single-day DE25 event that was postponed last year due to COVID-19. These five new DE25 exclusive pre-parties will allow Drew Estate to share their milestone with more people in a more intimate setting to enjoy spirits, appetizers, and savor succulent pork roasted from a heritage pig. For Love more that. info on the Drew Love Estate that. 2022 Barn Smokers. So, tonight? Tonight? You look succulent. Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna say moist. I guess moist, feel succulent, a, and moist. I feel a certain kind of way right now. Yeah, but no, it's all good. It's all good. So, guys, we are here. We are live, and we are not going to wait any longer. There's no, there's no small talk tonight. There's no sports to talk about. Mm -mm. The Wild are losing. That's and and That's they, they suck right now. So, boo. We are here live at Hemingway Social in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, I got to meet Angelo at Cigars and Baseball back in September of last year. Yeah. Fantastic event. Uh, and then we recently met Brian at uh, the TPE Trade Show. So, guys, if you would, please, on How About That Cigar Alive, put your hands together for Founders Cigar Company. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to Thanks be here. Thanks, Josh and Janae, for having us, too, at Hemingway. Yeah, Absolutely. this place is incredible. Yeah, it's a really great place to, uh, to hang out, to relax, and, uh, you know, Maybe throw throw a couple back, just relax yes. for a little while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like we said, we we got to know about you guys at Cigars and Baseball last year. Um, that is definitely an event that an, an event we're not going to miss again. We had an absolute blast oh, no. there. We RSVP'd the next day nice. for the next year. Nice, yeah. I have dates so, um, and actually, before we get into, we're got, we got tons of cool questions for you guys. But before we get into that, it is time for the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust toast cam so garrett if you would please while i toast my Absolutely. fine cigar here when lighting your cigar it is important to be patient pay close attention to detail and focus on the tobacco in the same way steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of dunbarton tobacco and trust patience close attention and focus 
on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagag, Dumbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DumbartonCigars.com to learn more. It's a quality light. Yummy. I always use up so much butane when I light cigars. Don't if if <laughs> don't I ever ask, them. just don't let. If them. I ever ask to borrow your lighter, just say no because I'll use up all, all of it. Yeah. See, and every time I fill a butane, I try to tune it because I'm so stingy that I try to get oh, the flame I as do, low as right, I can so 100%. it still works, but it's like kind of sputtering a little bit too. So that's yes. the one bad thing about the Zippo with the butane insert. It doesn't um, doesn't hold, hold a lot of butane. Yeah. And uh, I want to remind everybody, we've already got comments coming in, and, and that's a good sign that you guys saw it today, earlier posted. But, but uh, Angela, if you would, please hold yes. up that beautiful box there. You guys, live tonight on Facebook and YouTube, if you go into the comments and put hashtag founders, this beautiful executive box is going to be yours. Yep. Uh, so oh, go into the comments and we're, gonna, and we're going to, and we're going to draw the winner at the end of the show tonight. So don't, don't miss a thing. Uh, and can, uh, go ahead and put hashtag founders in the comments. It's our sampler. So it has 16 cigars for each Connecticut dual wrap Habano Maduro. And then it's got a custom veneer covered, uh, Zippo. And then it's got a V cut with a punch cutter and custom box custom box by woodchuck usa here in st paul minnesota yep love it yeah it's a great presentation so one of you guys is going to be the lucky winner of that tonight so stay with us through the end of the show when we announce the lucky winner so uh guys we you know like i said we've started to get to know you and your story um and got to know you a little bit of cigars and baseball but um, you know, that was sort of a show. It was maybe 12 minutes we got oh, to yeah. spend with you. Uh, and on this show, we really like to dig into people's sort of origin stories. Um, so Angelo, Dr. Phil, right. It's going to get, get <laughs> we're going to go we're very going. Dr. Phil. We're going, you know, we, our goal is tears. Okay. Not like full on blubbering, but just like, you know, a little mistiness. Not quite James Lipton. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. But like right before James, yeah. before James Lipton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's let's start with uh and we'll start with you, Angelo. Okay. Uh tell us about your first premium cigar experience. Yeah, interestingly enough, I started with uh pipe tobacco okay. before I got into cigars. And for me it was in college, I felt like I did things a lot earlier. So I got married young, I bought a house young, I did all that stuff young, and it just made sense to buy a pipe at my own house. I was like, oh, of course I'm going to go buy a pipe. And then that led to spending a lot of time at places like the Golden Leaf, which is now Anthony's in yeah. Uptown and, and a lot of those lounges. And then had a couple business experiences where I uh, started a company in my last year of college with some guys. And we had a once a week meeting at uh, Golden Leaf. And so the pipes turned into tobacco, turned into meetings, turned into all that stuff. So, I mean, my earliest experiences with premium tobacco was around business meetings um, in some of the in some of the more premium uh, lounges in Minneapolis. Nice. Um, and Brian, you were talking a little bit about this earlier before we went live, but um, you know, tell us your cigar origin story. Yeah. So not as sexy as Angela here. Um, I grew up with a dad. He smoked pipe tobacco in the house. You know, it was you know after dinner we'd go downstairs, throw on the TV, watch a show or something like that, and he'd uh, light up his pipe tobacco. He uh, smoked cigars. Um, my first cigar was on a deployment 20 years ago. So my first deployment in 2002, then I would work nights. 
and the fire team leader that we uh, that I was working with. I was the 60 gunner. He was a big cigar guy. You know, we'd go park somewhere after doing, you know, our um, routine, um, you know, perimeter checks. And so then we'd sit on the back of the Humvee and smoke a cigar. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you you for your support. Yeah. So 20 years. Yeah, which is way cooler of a story than mine. I was just an old soul who bought a pipe and then had a business meeting. Like you're well, his so your story is sexier. I agree. It's sexier. Yours is more honorable. Yeah. So honorable. do you want to be honorable or sexy? You could be both. Yeah, you, you, you could be both. You could be both. Honorably could, sexy. Honorably sexy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So so kind of fast forward to where you guys are at today. Yeah. When when you guys got to know each other, actually take us to that story when you when you guys first met each other and and how you got to know um, each other as friends. Look into my eyes. <laughs> look into my, I, can't, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> I'll tell the story. So we'll skip. This is when the details. tears start to. Yeah. 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 So it was uh, we woke up in jail together. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Those yes. aren't pillows. The, no. the true shall set no. you free. Uh, there was one set of clothing between the two of us. I had the pants on. He had the shirt on. I dope. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, so Brian worked for a um, uh, trigger manufacturer in Minneapolis. I thought you were going to say software. I did too. <laughs> no, we, we only have an hour here. We don't have time to tell your software company story. But uh, Ryan, Brian, Ryan, like I know the guy, <laughs> Brian works for a, a manufacturer and a, a mutual friend of ours invited me to go uh, shooting with these guys competitively. So really, I mean, the what's cool about the cigar industry and the gun industry, there's a ton of overlap as it relates to community. And so this uh, us, us shooting competitively for that season was a time where, you know, you get out, you, you know go shoot a bunch then you go to a restaurant you know we did a lot of talking about jesus at that time too so it was you know and currently but um that was a time where really there was a lot of overlap around that central thing of the of the competitive shooting um which has a ton of similarities with the cigar industry absolutely yeah so then as you guys you know got to know each other more what what was that conversation like because i always i always want to be a fly on the wall when people Mm -hmm. have these conversations that lead to starting a business yeah so what was if if we were a fly on the wall what did that conversation look like when you guys sat down and decided to start a cigar company what were you wearing what were you wearing (laughs) set the scene (laughs) well i mean back up a little before that so we got into business we do business development for a living so we we do business development in the gun industry and we had a couple experiences where kind of the, the takeaways from those experiences were we're good at this. We're good at, at helping people scale and grow and, and get into the nitty gritty of it all. Why don't we do that for ourselves? And to avoid conflict with some of our clients where we, we didn't want to start another gun company or accessory company where we'd be potentially competing with a client. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to do something that was similar to the industry. We could use a lot of the context. I mean, Brian's built up a ton of uh, just social equity in the gun industry. So having that to lean on too, we wanted to do something. So I, I do remember it, and you tell the story well because of your reaction to what I told you. So why don't you take it from here? It was August. It was a year and a half ago. It was August 2020. Yeah. And you walked into the office and yep. you asked me, what do I think about cigars? Yep. And it was just one of those like <clears throat> mornings where, yeah, what do I think about cigars? Uh, so I, I don't smoke a lot of cigars at the time. Yep. Now it's daily. Yep. Yep. And I was i think my reaction was yeah i smoke cigars why what do you what are you asking and so he 
he followed up with, what do you think about starting a cigar brand or cigar business? And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> and to back up, <laughs> I had been researching this for about three months okay. before this conversation. I had reached out to suppliers. Unbeknownst to Brian. Unbeknownst to Brian. All right. Let's back up just a little. <laughs> Let's back up. We keep months. backing this train yeah, yeah. up. I used to work for a <laughs> One of the businesses that kind of we got the rug pulled out from under us was a coffee company. Okay. So in the gun industry, Black Rifle Coffee is very well known. They yes. They owed for like yep. one point whatever Eight billion, billion dollars. Yeah. And so <laughs> in the veteran-owned boutique coffee industry right or just in that space right there's there's, there's a lot of co these coffee companies popping up we we partnered with a guy we built a, a playbook a business model around starting a veteran-owned boutique coffee and yeah we did well and then we got the rug pulled out and so we were three months post getting the rug pulled out and you know this guy's been like you know i've been mopping up his tears for two or three months <laughs> right mm -hmm. so he's had a lot of shower thoughts in that time period mm -hmm. this was a shower thought where yeah. he came in one morning and was like hey let's do this but i also knew that i mean we've, we've been working together for a couple of years at this point too so i knew that i couldn't just i couldn't just throw it out into the universe without having any substance behind it so yeah right i mean i think in in like june and july i had even before that i was reaching out to suppliers and different factories and different people and different wow companies you were just really like, digging i want to know what this oh, yeah. takes and you're saying this was this was in 2020 this was 2019 19 yeah. okay yeah. So, yeah. if it was 2020 i'm like if we're three months into a lockdown a global lockdown and you're doing this i was i'm like that's that's just balls of steel. Yeah, sorry, yeah. 2019. I, yeah. I misspoke there, 2019. Yeah, so so did a little bit of the foundation. I, I kind of had an idea. I hadn't got any samples from anyone yet, but I was like, I, I feel like I know what I'm doing here. So I'm just like, <laughs> I know what it takes to run a cigar company. So yeah, uh, For your viewers too, Angelo's a mechanical engineer by trade. So an engineer. So he researched the heck out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I said, what do you think about cigars? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I smoke cigars. I'm like, what do you think about starting a cigar company and then you had this response after that yeah so i said two things one uh let's not let it be a distraction correct day-to-day -day. and yep. two let's not lose money yeah so we're still currently working on primary goal one and primary goal number two hey. which we found out it takes about 10 years yeah so we've got eight more to go correct correct <laughs> but yeah so that's that was that was the conversation so I'm curious because I, I we've talked to so many people who who have started cigar companies from the ground up, just like you guys have. When you started gaining mentors, you know, people who had experience in the cigar business and you first started coming to them saying, hey, we're we're thinking about starting a cigar brand. Yeah, we didn't do that. You didn't do. OK, <laughs> yes. No. So that was so be my so where did you. You know, because so many people, you know, they they get some mentors under them and yeah. they 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 sort of have somebody to guide their way. How where did you find the information that you found on like contacting people to make some test blends for you and that kind of thing? Yeah, well, I mean, we've been successful at building other people's businesses. Yeah. yeah. So we do have a playbook for which we're, you know, going back and, you know, using pages from that playbook. Yeah. And that was that was the foundation was that we've done a business development in an unknown entity before that uses a system where you find a coffee roaster, you find a supplier, you find yeah. even the gun industry, you find someone who can make you a product, someone. So, I mean, the framework is relatively the same. Yeah. And that's about where things end.
Yep. Okay. Um, but, okay. but yeah, so that, that's what it was. It was just, it was using a lot of the things that we'd already done to that point of, um, okay, uh, got to find a supplier. I'm not going to release myself. Okay. Uh, got to find someone to do bands. Got to find someone to do cello. Got to find someone to do boxes. Got to find someone to do. So it was like, okay, there's needs of the company. And in order for me to sell to someone, I have to achieve all these things. Well, it's just to go achieve all those things. Yeah. And so that's that's really what it was. It was uh, when but, you don't know anything. Like you just kind of like we're just doers. Yeah. Yeah. So you just figure it out. So we started figuring it out, and we failed over and over again for the yeah. last year and a half. So. But the other thing that that helped us a lot is there's an event in Georgia that happens every single year that is a event where huge manufacturers and a lot of the influencers in the gun industry get together. It's called. Um, the Epic Shoot, Big Daddy Unlimited Epic Shoot. This is a company that went from a couple of retail stores to multi, multi, hundreds of millions of dollars in a very short amount of time because yeah. they're good at what they do. Yeah, guerrilla marketing. Yeah, guerrilla marketing and all that. And so we were on the call with the the guy who's running all the marketing, and he's like, "Yeah, what do you guys want to throw into the the swag bag for us?" Yeah. And and he's like, "Like, well, what do people do?" He's like, "Oh, we're and our client was a silencer suppressor manufacturer, so we're you know we're going there with some cool." cool stuff yeah. yeah and so we're like what do people give away he's like ah you know shirts and hats and you know patches and we might have a guy do bourbon i lean over i'm like what do you think about cigars and he's like oh can i swear For sure. Sure. of course okay i didn't, didn't know what if this is a family show you know no this is not my wife's like before this my kids this are show is this. this show is for grown-ups only my wife says, don't swear to fit in. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I so, hear that. I hear so, that okay, daily this, from my yeah, wife. So, Gina, this is a quote. But, yeah, so I lean over and say, what about cigars? Like, oh, fuck yeah. Let's put cigars in there. That'd be awesome. That's so, right. So that was the response. And so we get off that call and we look at each other like, I guess we just launched our cigar company. And so we went to that event and we launched. So the, the cigar you're smoking right now, yeah, we call that our signature. So it's a dual wrap. He's an Ecuador uh habano and connecticut rapper and it's got nicaraguan and dominican long fill um that's the one that we launched with and teddy yeah and so yeah so we we'll, we'll go over the blends a little bit but anyway we we launched with that one at this event because it was visually appealing it was something that if all these cigars like oh, wait, oh that's george washington I'm, yeah i'm sorry yeah yeah you're, you're I, smoking teddy i'm you're smoking, smoking teddy, teddy. Yeah. yeah yeah that's good but but realistically Across the table, if I'm smoking a Maduro and you're smoking a Maduro, they both look the same if yeah. I can't see the band. Right. But if someone's smoking the dual wrap, you oh, can yeah. tell that it looks it different. really stands out. And so yeah. we we wrapped up we wrapped up in an acrylic tube, like 150 or 250 of these, and we put a sticker on the outside of the tube to make it look like a suppressor. It was the exact dimensions now, of a 22 long nice. rifle suppressor. We put it in the actual retail box. And they put these in 150 backpacks for all these influencers. Okay, hold up though. Because before we got to this place, yeah, you were working for a software company. <laughs> um, you guys had to get samples, you oh, yeah. had to, you know, start reaching out to factories. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, to kind of piggyback on you know, Matt was saying, and I know you've built a lot of business and you have this playbook, and that's awesome, but when it comes to cigars you know how did you go about even contacting factories and and then once you did how did you choose the factory yeah. and start working on the blend yeah. yeah let's go there it was it was all based off of i reached out to probably 15 people okay and not all of them if any of them got back to me <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, okay so really it was easy with the so we've gone through three suppliers and we launched the brand in october of 2019 and then it probably took another 10 months 
to get everything figured out. And right. in June that 10 months, there were three suppliers. Yeah. Wow. So we found a supplier. He wasn't the factory, but he had a relationship with the factory and we loved his product and it was really good. And he had some stuff that he was like, you know, so we, we used some of the stuff that he had and, and this dual wrap, we had, you know, a little bit of say in and it was really good and people really liked it. And the group of guys that I spoke with really liked it. And so that's the one. And so it was almost like to begin to really just get the ship launched. It was, we didn't have that many options because of all the 15 people I reached out to, none of them got back to me. And, yeah. and so we reached out to the ones that we, that had good communication and good product. And I sampled yeah. a bunch of stuff. And so we, it, it came down to the samples that we were able to try and in the timeline that we had. And so, I mean, between it was like August and then October, we launched the website, got the products up, got all that stuff going, yeah. did that. And so after that is when we got a lot more complicated and a lot more involved with the process okay. and got supplier number two. And, and the way that I described the first couple of suppliers we were working with is supplier number one had awesome product. He wasn't the factory though. And his communication was terrible. terrible. We put a stocking order in and he just disappeared. Oh yeah. Like, we thought oh. he died. I absolutely. I called, yep. I was calling all the businesses around him at his location to say, have you seen this guy? <laughs> have you seen? Cause I haven't heard from him in six months. Yeah. Did he get COVID and die? We almost like, pulled the plug because of that. Yeah, we almost oh, wow. just stopped because we had, I think it was a couple thousand cigars that we were supposed to get from him that he just like didn't respond to. Yeah. And then and then the second supplier we found, phenomenal communication. The product showed up in two days and all this stuff, but it was like it wasn't something I was proud of. Right. It wasn't something sure. I was happy with. And even yeah. we had to make concessions on the bands and we had to make concessions on yep. the product and all these different things. So it was like that even took a long time too, because he's like, Why aren't you pushing cigars? Why because I'm like I'm not proud of this. I don't, oh, I, yeah. I don't even want to bring this to the guys I smoke cigars with. Um, and then this third supplier we found, they actually own the factory. So they're coming out of the Tamboril in the Dominican. And we got this guy, you know, Ed is our guy. So they, they're based out of Orlando, but they own the, the factory in the Dominican. It's uh, MJ Frias is who we get all of our cigars from. And they have been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they've been phenomenal to work with. Everything that we've asked them for, they've said yes to. Nice. Every blend, every development. Hey, we had five of those. I need 15 more of them. All right, great. We'll get them up to you. So, I mean. And we're aggressive. And in fact, like Ed and Chris Frias were, are both like almost grateful that we pushed them because they're a smaller factory and they're setting up processes to just uh, meet our demands. Yeah. Okay. And, it's, and we're not being mean about it, but we're just like, we're, we don't know better because we're coming from a, a different industry where we've built certain processes around certain things that we are kind of expected to, we are accustomed to. So then when we started asking Ed for these things and Ed is just, he's a go-getter, he's got a military background. So he's just like, yeah, I'll go ask, you know, and he's got the ear of, of Chris Frias, who is the owner of uh, MJ Frias. And so every time it comes back, yeah, we'll get that done. We'll figure it out. And, And it's been a awesome relationship with the factory. Yeah, it's been, it's been so good. And the product is awesome. And, and so the stuff that we launched with has been, great and then the next four that we're working on are going to be great and it's just the the entire process has just been fun but i mean going back to that to to put a bow on the the original story so like the origin story is we went to that event we put these cigars in these tubes and it people when they open the box like oh my goodness like this is a suppressor box like this is like a federally controlled item like and all this so we but but what's cool about it is there's some there's some very strong and long-lasting relationships we've made from that event because one a couple guys walked up to our table the next day and goes like, "All right, gentlemen, you have my you have my attention. Yeah, what do I have to see?" Yeah, and so that 
and then people kept smoking them and kept asking for more of them yeah and where do i get these and how do i get more of them and all that and the branding is awesome and the product is great and we're like okay this isn't just a side thing this yeah. is a full this is a full-time thing yeah so he something <laughs> something crazy just happened a few minutes ago okay we were at the great smoke yeah okay and i'm not going to name names mm -hmm. but i was talking to well-known cigar guy and he says uh hey did, do you guys know about uh this company i could have sworn they said they were from minnesota and they started the cigar brand but they don't know shit about cigars okay but they know a lot about business and they're just starting to get their toes in i like the guys you know do you know and i was like i have no idea what you're talking sounds about sounds right vaguely now. familiar <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you had me at no doesn't know shit about cigars. <laughs> like, but that's but but he said they have legs because um he said uh I love the angle that these guys are coming from because it's a new angle. Number one, I see the passion and they're starting to do the right things. Love that. Ugh. Love that. And he, so he, I will I will add on to what you're saying too. We don't tell like I'm not coming out to anyone I'm talking to acting like I know I'm knowing what I'm doing. Sure. I, yeah. We don't believe in, in fake it until yeah. you make it. I yeah, don't yeah. believe in that. Yeah. I believe in, I need to tell you I'm out here learning. I'm not trying to disrupt anything. I'm not trying to change the cigar industry. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's probably why we've been successful in a lot of areas. Absolutely. We don't know what shouldn't well, work. Well, you're being transparent about that. Yeah. 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 And you're navigating it in a way that, I don't know that I've ever seen. I haven't been in the game for decades and decades yeah. to, to know if this has, you know, uh, ever been attempted before. But from what, you know, from where I'm sitting and what I've I've seen, this angle, this approach to building cigars in the way that you have, I haven't seen it, and I respect the hell out of it. And I'm I'm appreciate excited. that. Well, and I I have a question I have to go back to, and I'm not asking you to name names. Okay, but those 15 people that you called who okay. didn't get back to you yes were they cigar retailers were they brand owners or a combination of both um, or were they none of the above were they factories factories, factories yes they were they would consider themselves factories and suppliers okay and yeah okay yeah. all right i was yeah again don't name names yep. i was just he, curious to see you googled uh white label cigars right I googled, I googled, <laughs> how to buy cigars with my brand on them. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably a Google question that gets asked uh, oh, at least a thousand times a day. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, around the world, because yeah. even it's and it's so funny too, because even in the day and age we live in now, if you go back to when the lockdowns started, yep, there are still people who are trying to make a go at this yeah and and you know the the fact that you know you guys started not long before the whole pandemic thing hit us yeah and when that all when that all happened you guys just you, you didn't you know shrink away and say you know the timing's not right because of a pandemic you actually pushed through it and you sort of i, I like the fact that you you and you can tell you guys have a background in this because you it wasn't just about like you said uh knowing about all the different leaves and where they're grown and how they're fermented all this it's about building interest in a brand yeah from from sort of from from nothing building interest in a brand 
that sort of grows organically. Yeah. And with that, the whole thing you did with that packaging and that, I, that's what sticks in people's heads. Let and me it, clarify something. We did launch this in 2020. It was in 2019. So you did all the preliminary work the year yeah. before and then yeah. the launch no, was... It, so you're, you're saying this, yes, because I'm thinking back, okay, let me clarify something. No, no, no. It wasn't 2019 we were trying to do. It was in the heart of 2020 that I was doing all this research and contacting people. Really? Well, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What year is it right now? It's I, 2022. 2022, okay. Yeah, because we've been around for 18 months. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. yeah so, so it was. So here, go, so back up a little bit further. Yeah. In March of 2020, I started meeting with a group of guys every single Tuesday to smoke a cigar. And that's where the idea came from. Because in, in the heart of COVID, it was this grounding and... It gives you a chance to talk to people where you're not just stuffing stuff down all week. And and six months later, realizing that how healthy this was to get around a, uh, a cigar and meet with some guys and do all this thing. That's when I came to you in, in August and was like, what do you think about cigars? Yes. So it was the yeah. heart of 2020. I, I completely wow. misspoke that and corrected you. I was wrong. It was 2020. Well, and I, you guys can't see the the what's going on on the show right now, but. We have live comments and stuff like that. Oh, great. Everyone's calling us a bunch of idiots. No, here's so, so uh, somebody who we consider a mentor and a great friend and, and a, um, uh, a, a great Legend. person in the cigar industry, uh, Luciano Morales. He owns Ace Prime Cigars and they're in conjunction with Crowned Heads. They've, they've become, uh, and he's, he's got a very long, uh, time in the, in the tobacco industry and, and working with tobacco. So he, and he's, he's one of the most encouraging, thoughtful people I've ever met in my life. Love and that. he, he posts here, he says, the future belongs to those who have the courage to create it. Ooh. So this is somebody who is, has a, is a storied history in the, in the cigar business, who is, who is giving you guys encouragement. Well, thank so, you. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. We received that for sure. And that's one of the cool, and we talked about this a little too, before we went live is, there, there are so many generous people in the cigar yes. business who, oh who will who will come alongside you. And that's why I was asking earlier about mentorship, yeah. about, because there are people who will come alongside you and say, do this. Don't do this. Yes. This is where I screwed up. This is what I learned when I tried this and that kind of thing. Yep. And really, I mean, when it comes to like trade shows or multi vendor events, you know, if you guys continue to build relationships with people like like Louis Cuevas yeah, and, and yeah. other, other people and, and Luciano even though people are open books, they'll, yes. they'll just help you along the way. Well, even if I can tell a specific story about Louis Cuevas. So at TPE, Tim Long, who which, which was our us, first like entry presence into the cigar industry. Yeah. So we've, we've done trade shows. We've done things in the past and, we went to TPE as an attender because we just wanted to be immersed in this and learn. Like, again, I, we're just trying to get out here and learn how things happen. I mean, the cigar industry and the gun industry, they're these legacy industries that have done things a specific way for a long time. And yeah. that's, there's a lot there. Um, so we get introduced to Lewis from, from Tim. And one of the things that just hammered me in the front of my brain was he made a comment. He's like, all right, I know you guys now we're friends now. He's like, uh, if you don't have a booth at PCA and you want to write some business, just come get me. You can sit down in my booth. You can use my booth. You can use my resources. You can like that blew any, my mind. anything you guys need. I'm like, what are you, are you kidding me? Like yeah. you're a fifth generation cigar company yeah. and I'm, you, you just met me. And like, but he gave us way too much time. 
and it was incredible. And I, yeah. I will never forget that. Yeah. So I, that kind of goes, if, if I may. No, please go ahead. When you started this venture, okay, and you were like cigars, you know virtually nothing about the industry, right? Correct. And, and so how did your view of the industry change between then oh, and great now? Great question. Yeah. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. We've learned a lot about pricing structure. Correct. Oh, that is like a lot of tangibles. How much time do we have? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of tangibles around. I mean, just the ins and outs. We knew that there was going to be some overlap between the two industries that were, you know, cigars and guns, but um, learning about the, um, and I'll say this too, because we're, we're trying to do a, an in-person humidor tour in Minneapolis now. So um, one of the core, like the core foundation of our company is just tricking people into creating community. That's, yeah. that's literally why I tell people like the, the whole Love reason it. I have a cigar is to trick you into creating community with someone else. It's, it, it is so hard not to get to know someone or spend so, I mean, think about it. We're, we're sitting down, we're taking the time. You have to slow down. You can't rush through this. And so just, just seeing that apply to everywhere and, and seeing that sense of community in the cigar industry and all that is, is yeah, that, that, that surprised me a lot from TPE is how willing people were to share and, and, and all that. Is that unique in your experience to any other industry? Oh, yeah. Gun industry is very competitive. Yeah. Nobody's sharing playbooks. No. It's very cutthroat. You know, and I would say a lot of um, fake friends where, you know, you thought you had a, 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 a you know, a, a company that you worked with and they were, you know, they reached out, they, they give you an olive leaf. But really, there's there's always an angle. Yeah. It's okay. And, and it was so it was just kind of humbling to talk to Lewis at TPE and and then everyone. Yeah. I mean, we, we met with all the brands. I mean, we went and visited them. We had conversations. You know, we we experienced TPE like, you know, and we're we have a booth at PCA. So we're lo really looking forward to yeah. TPE was us just doing research right. and, and yeah. you know, uh, drinking from a fire hose, yeah. collecting data, yeah. making a decision on on <clears throat> what the rest of this year looks like and. And we know PCA is kind of like, you know, this, the milestone. So UHF style, UHF style. Yeah. You, that's I don't a, know that reference. Any, yeah. So, oh I'm sorry. It's so, nice. Okay. So it's an old, it's an old homework, movie. Homework. Okay. Weird Al. Oh, oh, Weird Al. The movie UHF. It's okay. UHF. the movie he made okay. in the eighties. Gotta do yeah. it. Okay. Gotta do it. Huge Weird Al fan. Oh, oh then dude. Yeah. You I'm at the state fair. All right. Put on your onesie. Okay. Watch UHF. It's, okay. it's streaming free on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Go watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have your login. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, um, like, he'll text me some random Friday, like, hey, I just sent you four bucks on Venmo. We got a movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, nice. <laughs> watch party. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so this is another thing. You know, as we know you guys, you know, there's, there's the military backgrounds and there's the love of country. And it's, it, but, you know, the, the obviously there's more to the story than that when it comes to the imaging and the branding for and the name even founders. Yeah. So talk us through, you know, when you you, you sat down, you looked at him and you said cigars. Yep. And then how did that then morph into he had it all figured out. Did you already <laughs> yeah, have August the... 2020 when I said, let's not lose money, yeah. and let it not be a distraction. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so you're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So shake my hand. 
yeah. we're doing this so yeah. you're saying there's a chance yeah. ride this pony yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah so then he's like all right powerpoint here we go let me go this is uh the agenda we're gonna just walk us through the brand yeah yeah so like let's present the brand here yeah so founder cigar company and in like full disclosure i mean hamilton was huge at this time so yeah I mean, true the soundtrack's playing 24 7 and I'm, yeah. like i'm really interested because what struck me about that time and specifically about that time of our country is there's no one really knows what they're doing. They're creating something that's never been created before. It's this new government system outside of a monarchy. And there's all these very wealthy and powerful individuals putting it all on the line to make something happen. And then you take that spirit and you fast forward the next couple hundred years and you see the similar a similar spirit, not in the same individuals, but in different individuals from different walks of life that helped create and curate this country into what we all you know, believe in and, and enjoy today. And so that's, love that. that's like the whole thing about our company. I mean, we have, we have four blends. They're all named after historical U S figures. So Washington is on our signature that you're yeah. smoking there, Matt. And he's, he's considered like the foundingest of the fathers. You know, he's, he's our main, he's our main logo. Um, and then we go to a Franklin, Connecticut, you know, Franklin, he was the, just this thinker and he had all these different things. He was an inventor and a printer, but he also worked for his brother for, bunch of years and didn't take any credit and so i mean just like the things that he did and then you've got uh douglas on our habano you know he's a slave turned abolitionist and orator and just you know fought for civil rights and then you've got you know roosevelt which just kind of speaks for himself there too the the conservationist and all these different things and what we wanted to what we wanted to show is that there is no one personality or one person who is responsible for what we all live in today yeah, mm. there was just this continuation of the spirit of um, doing what is right, and all these different backgrounds and all these different walks of life that got us to where we are today. And we wanted to pay, you know, pay tribute to that. I love it, and uh, you know, I don't want to get partisan, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. this obviously touches on politics. And uh, yes, Hamilton was was huge at the time you were developing this, but this is also when we started to see the culture of you know, the cancel culture for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah. And with the hot topic of some of these founding fathers, right. You know, uh, did you at all discuss maybe some of that backlash in the future? Are we, are we risking something by putting some of these figures who, or, and I'll tack onto that. Yeah. Have you gotten any, uh, not flack, but, but criticism or, any anything like that no we've got some accolades on Frederick yeah. douglas yeah okay um, and yep. roosevelt Ro roosevelt's a uh, class favorite for right. sure too, absolutely but. well and how you guys are doing it is classy right and the story and how that i mean that is fantastic i think the four that we launched with oops, four we launched with were certainly more safe than some of the ones that we've talked about like jefferson i threw out that one and, yeah and jefferson is the one that we've talked about too because there's there's been some you know, I'd say recent, but, you know, Jefferson with some of the slaves and some of his relations and some of that where, you know, it's like, oh, well, that might be one that could come up as as having some negative press too yeah. or whatever. But, you know, there haven't what's nice about, you know, honestly, just the practicals of this brand is what's nice about it is there's an, a limitless pool to pull from. Yeah, there's also a limitless pool to pull from for limited editions. And we've talked about even doing events like maybe we do a limited edition where we release like. 50 boxes and they're named after an event or we do something with uh, oh, a yeah. monument, you know, so, Dope. you know, our line. And so some of the, some of the things that we 
try to tie in with our line is that we it's not a wine stock for our paper, but it's very close. We wanted to have that parchment feel. We wanted to have that older feel. And yeah. we also wanted it to have that silhouette on it. So I will say that all of our bands from today till the end of time that are in our primary lines are probably always going to have a silhouette on it. And to us, that's kind of the unifying feature of our um of the 13 our, stars yeah and then we've got the 13 stars on the on the band and then we've got you know we we do have the 13 stars and we've got some stripes on the back too so there are some unifying features of our bands you know and that that to kind of answer some of your questions you asked earlier is we did a ton of research into the brands that we like so like drew estate their underground series it's the same band with different colors and then like norteno and some of those other ones they have the same band with different colors or herrera Stelli is is in mm -hmm. different fonts or not different fonts but different, different colors color and different scheme. configurations yeah. and all there davidoff is the same and you'll see that and you'll see some sub bands and you'll see some so we liked how there was unifying features to all yeah. those bands so you know I doubt anyone's going to see you across the room and see the silhouettes and be like, oh, that's clearly a founder silhouette on there. But at least we can try. Yeah. Because you know, that, that's something that we can, you know, bring the brand around is just that unifying feature of all the, the silhouettes there. Well, and it oh. is it is distinctive. And there's I mean, not that the, you know, the silhouette hasn't been done before, but right. it's it's it, it's not incredibly common. I mean, yeah. some of the things you see that are common are. You know, sort of a sort of a reef type design with you know the curved font of the company name, and then maybe a blend name on the side of the band yep. or something. But, um, but I, I agree with you that there's there's tons of potential. Um, there's a, 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 like you said, an unlimited fountain of of uh, different people's names that you can draw from, and you know people who had great contributions to. Uh, you know, the formation of this country, the progression of this country, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just personal throwing my own little personal thing in, in here. I would not worry so much about people's opinions uh, because I mean, I'll, I'll, with a grain of salt, everybody has faults. Ever, and all the guys who were, you know, had their signatures on that document back in 17, 1776 had faults for sure and made made mistakes for sure. and, uh, you know, things like that. And that doesn't mean we throw them out with, no. you know, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So it's almost the duty of the next generation to learn from, grow from and acknowledge the, the you know, the mistakes. Our, our parents' yeah. generation did stuff that we look back and we're like, holy crap. Exactly. Come on. Right. You know, so, but. But at the same time, the understanding and the belief system and all those things, you know, if you're not evolving and if you're not growing and if you're not doing those things, I mean, it's it's just natural human progression right there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we had a question actually earlier. I don't know, if Justin, if you can find it earlier. We had a question from a viewer asking where they can find and purchase Founder Cigars if they're because. Uh, well, I'll lead into that with. Have you guys gotten any break-ins with break-ins? Uh, have you gotten any traction with brick-and-mortar cigar shops? Uh, and if they aren't carried at somebody's nearby brick-and-mortar, where can they purchase them? Yeah, so this is one of those things that we're learning in the cigar industry, too. Um, and I'll just, it's not the elephant in the room, but we sell retail on our website. Okay, We've got a website. It's foundercigarco.com. We sell direct-to-consumer. And we've been told that that is a sticking point with some humidors and some shops. And, mm -hmm. and I've got an answer to that, and I'm not trying to be salesy, but the best way for people to go to your store 
and ask for my cigars is if they know about my if they know about us. Yeah. And the best way for us to get people to know about us is if we can pour whatever we can into marketing and events and all that and also give people a place to buy it no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we're doing everything that we can to support the consumer right now. But our long-term goal is ultimately to support those brick-and-mortar stores because, I mean, it's an experience. I mean, you go to a store, and and I was talking to a broker, too, and he said, yeah, well, I mean, Davidoff, they sell their their exclusive cigars for 60 days, you know, direct to retail before they even give it to any of their shops, and no one complains about that. So I, I'm not co- – not comparing us with that at all, but no, yeah. I think the biggest the the biggest issue is um, those that that do sell direct to consumer that um, they don't have these sales that undercut their retail partners. For sure, for sure, that's the biggest stick. And if you're a new player, you're going to get a little bit of pushback and some static because they don't know where you're going to fall 100%. On, on that yeah. on that piece. And that's something from the gun industry that is 100%. very clear. Yeah, so I've built many sales programs for different manufacturers in the gun industry. And it, it's it's why I come from the software. You guys, I used to <laughs> Oh, you were in software? software company. <laughs> you were in so, a software company? <clears throat> software companies, it's actually unheard of for a software company to sell to the end user. It just doesn't happen. Right. It, in fact, well, in the software industry, it's called an integrator or a reseller that sells the software. And generally, the software company doesn't actually sell to the integrator. They sell through distribution. <clears throat> Sorry. And so that I come from that space, and then I worked in the gun industry. And the gun industry was like wildly different from the software space, where in the gun industry, especially working for an accessory company, right? Then the manufacturer sold to the end user direct on the website. They throw they sold through distribution. So yep. you had to build a pricing structure that was conditioned for distribution. And then they had they built out a direct-to-dealer program, right? So I did all of that in the gun industry, right? And so we're taking kind of that mindset and we're kind of just walking, you know, we're jumping in feet first into the uh to the cigar industry. And that's not how it's done here. You know, Keystone pricing was like uh that was just uh very uh, eye-opening for us, right? N- not unheard of. I mean, are, are very unheard of for us in the gun industry, where right. we built margins around you know 20, 35 percent would be heavy to the distributor. Where Keystone, if you guys don't know, is fifty percent to the to the uh, to the retailer. Yeah. yeah. And so, just I I don't know. I lost. My well, what I was going to say too is in the gun industry, the manufacturer will often set an MSRP and then a map where it's like oh, you crazy. in your store can yeah. sell this for nine dollars, and I will sell it for ten dollars on my website, and I'll never discount it past that. That was the that was what I was trying to drive yeah. home was that the message that I was trying to get to was that we protect map, which is the manufactured advertised price, right? So all of our dealers are strictly held to a map price. And by violating map, then they're we pull, you know, they're just not allowed to resell the product anymore. Yep. Yeah. Right? So we take that mindset and we're applying it to the scar like we don't know anything. So we're assuming that when we sell online, we're gonna sell it higher, right? Yep. You're gonna pay shipping. Yep. We also have fees. So our website requires us to have some age verification, right? We have credit card fees. All those things yeah. are built into it. So in you know we, And you can't buy a single stick. Yep. You have to buy a minimum of five from us. Right. So, so you're not spending nine, ten dollars and you know getting a, a, a cigar shipped to you. So no. it's a completely so, different experience buying online than it would be the, yeah. at your brick and mortar. And we we completely understand that most like a lot of a lot of brick and mortar are gonna check out the second we say we sell online. I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. I absolutely get that. Yep. Um we also we've talked to some brands too who say we only sell to uh 
brick and mortar lounges. You know, we have brokers. We can kind of control the distribution of that. We don't sell through distribution. We don't sell through Holtz and Cigars International and and all those ones. Where we look at it too, where we have we have signed uh, two distributors in Minnesota. One works in kind of a five state area, and our whole thing too is that I actually I want to be in that smaller tobacco vape shop where a guy who just got done working concrete is going to see our retail tray in there and see that we're veteran owned and all that. And that, that is my customer. Yeah. I want that guy. I, I want, I want him to experience our product and, and find our product and all that. So, you know, we're, we're navigating it. We've got a hypothesis that we're testing now and we're working with this now. And, and kind of our whole thing is that what can we do to generate sales? What can we do to market the brand? Cause ultimately it comes down to marketing the brand. And then we kind of touched on it earlier. We're doing the in-person humidor tour right now. So we're, we're trying to show up to as many shops as we can meeting with the, the manager and the owner and the humidor manager and all these different people. And Hey, if you want me to give cigars out to, um, to people like, uh, Raul, you know, he yeah. said, it's like, I'd love you guys to come in and, and you know, there's probably give them out to my customers. And I want right. to, I want to see what they say. And so, but then I went to another shop and they said, you know, that's not cool there. They don't want me to give out cigars because they look at that as me me taking a sale from them. So, you know, kind of you asked a question earlier, what have I learned since TPE? I've learned that there are so many unique oh, yeah. perspectives different. on how people run this thing, which yeah. is tough because as an engineer, I want to limit my variables and I want to like <laughs> I want to have one box and one size and one size fits all. And here's my program and everyone yeah. you know fall in lockstep, but it's like we have lots of whiteboards that are out there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so many whiteboards. I've well, got a I've got a rolling whiteboard. And it's it sounds like you guys are are also open in the way you're approaching it, knowing that you're gonna learn things along the way yeah. and you're flexible and you're gonna go the way that logic dictates. Yeah. Instead of just being lockstep in this fixed model, saying this is the model no matter what. Because um kind of going back to the whole keystone model thing. It's there aren't you're totally right. There's not a lot. It's sort of an old model and the cigar industry is still mostly in that model. Yep. And um, although there are some retailers who are but they're lar typically they're larger retailers that are moving away from that model. Uh, but they always start there. Yep. And uh, it's it's a model that everybody I've talked to works for this this industry. And um if it ain't broke don't fix it right. kind of thing mm -hmm. so uh and we got a, a great question comment from uh our dear friend allison I was like, oh, my, oh, my. that god bless you thank you um i've you know i've known her for a couple of years now and i'm pretty sure i will never get her name i just it's one of those names uh allison, a, what is it she's what, a, she's allison She's Allison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like Oprah. Yeah. She's just <laughs> Allison. Yep. She works with, uh, she works with uh, a brand and she's uh, in the retail space. And she asks, how do you feel about not being picked by a retailer because you're selling online? Yeah. Do you feel a certain kind of way about that? Or do you just has that happened? Has it has, has a retailer ever said, cause you're selling online. It just doesn't fit for us. We're so new that we get yeah. rejected all the time. No, has that would, been a specific objection? No, I would say this. We we really turned on the sales in July. I want to interject here for a second. Go for because it. Because it's it's great where <laughs> when we do some of these, we have these conversations, and what's the first thing they say to you when you well, walk into a shop? 
About selling online? No, no, about them selling your cigars. Oh, the best way for me to sell is if people are asking for it. Yep, and but nobody's heard of you. Exactly. Right. So it's, it's so kind yeah. of like a double-edged sword. And if I if I feel like the 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 owner can handle this, for example, I went into a shop and the owner was kind of hemming and hawing. He's like, I'm like, is this a bad time? He's like, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm like, <laughs> and I go, I go. Here's the thing, though. If I come two months from now in your busy season, you'll be too busy for me. Yeah. And he just lit right up. He's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, and I had called him. I had scheduled an appointment. I'd done all the things I had to do. And he was still bitching about me being in there. And I'm just like, dude, two you need months, a broker. Yeah. Two months from now, <laughs> you are not even going to have huh. time for me. Hey, if there's any brokers watching. Yeah. Can you put it in the comments? <laughs> put it in the comments. Info at founderscigarco.com. Founder <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, and... um. God, I just I well, had something. So what I, totally I was going to say is, is, is if I if I'm gauged, if I'm reading the room and I can tell that this guy can handle a little pushback. Yeah, I'll say something to the effect of like, yeah, but here's the problem. You want exclusivity. So you don't want me to sell online, but you don't want to bring on my brand because no one knows about me. Yeah. So how especially when I can't be on Facebook, I can't be on Instagram, I can't be on Google, I can't do it, these things. All my traffic, I have to drive to my own website so that yeah. people can learn about me. There has to be a give and a take for people to find my product, try my product, and then go to your store and ask for it because that's where they go on the weekends. Right. It's all about the experience. Correct. Right? You know, you're not going to get that experience buying on our website. I mean, we 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 try. I mean, we send out a thank you card for everyone that orders online that's printed on parchment paper. Him and I write handwritten notes to everyone. Yep. But at the same time, we're building a business with the transition of we want to, as we start building out the brick and mortar, the, the, and the conversation we've always had is that if you live in um, Forest Lake, Minnesota, and you know there's a cigar shop that we're in near your zip code, we're going to have a pop-up on the right-hand side of your screen like, well, go visit us here because you can buy yeah. it direct here. So to VisionCast, for any of the premium humidors listening to this podcast right now, considering bringing on our brand our long-term goal and we work with this awesome web developer in virginia named jake he's the best love you jake. jake um our goal is for when you come to our website and you put in your zip code to check out it's going to have a pop-up that says oh you're three miles away from xyz tobacco shop you should go check them out yeah. we want to do and I'm, I'm i haven't cracked the code yet to, to have some form of interactive thing where like they get rewarded for going to the shop and doing so it's like we haven't we haven't thought that far but we want it to be to the point where we're driving traffic because yeah. those brick and mortars and we've talked to a lot of people those brick and mortars are the backbone of any brand where yeah, yep. yeah. well so brand we worked in software yeah I, I, yeah absolutely so he so, gets it well yeah. another viewer le left a great comment he said if i like what i'm smoking i let my retailer know that's it. Yeah. And then Tom, yeah. Tom and that's said that in the people. comments. And Every, it's, so, it's so true. So what we're trying to do, our whole thesis for the year is we're trying to grow in Minneapolis and Minnesota before we really grow out of the state. And we've what even Lewis said that he's like, oh, for sure. Like you guys owning your backyard is going to be the easiest path for you guys to do that. But the way that we're doing that is so to, to kind of transition away, if you look at the cigar industry, you know, retail, wholesale distribution, that's the traditional sales what we're going after too is corporate gifting. We're going after yeah. uh, social clubs like we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, way social, Minneapolis. Yeah. Golf courses, uh, barbershops, haberdasheries. We're doing yeah. that. We're trying to do all these other events. We're trying to show up to. We've donated this box to charity events so much because it's it's nice. There's a couple of local spirits companies that will do this box and a couple of bottles of bourbon and something. And all of a sudden you have a retail 
display worth about a thousand bucks that this charity is going to go sell at a silent auction for 2,500 bucks. Right. Yeah. So we're trying to show up to as many things as we can and, and get invited to all these different events. So we're trying to show up in person as much as we can so that we can build our brand locally. And then every time, every time we go to an event, people are like, Oh, these are awesome. Like where, what shops are you in? Like none of them. Yeah. Next time you're in your favorite shop, talk to ask them. about us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask, Absolutely. ask, Hey, have you, have you heard of founders? And a, and a reminder to anybody who is tuned in and has not seen the deal of uh, the giveaway, put hashtag founders in the comment on YouTube and Facebook. Yep. And uh, you'll be entered to win this tonight. We're going to be uh, uh, picking a winner at uh, near the end of the show. Absolutely. Yep. So is it, oh, is it time? I think it is time. All right. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Numero de los Muertos, episode 149. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? All right. This week, since it's a table full of Minnesota boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Between... What did you give me that look for after you said Minnesota boys? Like I'm not in a... Like I'm not no, in I'm including you. It was an inclusive. <laughs> There's a duration for which you become a Minnesota that kind of Well, yeah. it's 25 years. I've been living yeah, here yeah. for 25 years. I, you I know think enough about count. Minnesota where you could get this. Yeah. Well, so, this is a, about a good time to say that he was born in South Dakota. I know. I'm sorry I blew up. Yeah, let's continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. <I> <laughs> All right. Between 1947 okay. and 1984, 98 people a year died from this. Between 47 and 84, 95 people a year died from this. <laughs> I love you, Allison, so much. Ice right. fishing. Ah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. I'm not going to give a softball like that. All right. As always, viewers, if you guys have guesses, leave them in the comments. We're going to play 20 questions and we try to narrow it down. Okay. These are 47 to 84? Yes. Okay. Uh, not ice fishing, not chicken pox. Okay. Oh my gosh, Tom, go away. Vikings fans choke to death. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, but yeah. that would be way more. There'd be like 94,000 <laughs> people a year. Yeah. Uh, is this. I know it's true. It, it hurts, though. Is this yeah. globally or US only? Minnesota. Oh, oh Minnesota, Minnesota only. Okay. Does this have anything to do with the 10,000 lakes? No. It's actually 15,000. Yeah, yeah, it's fifteen. It, it rolls off your tongue better. It does roll. Um, yeah. It is not, uh, not Ludafisk. Not, not Ludafisk. Um, not tetanus. Is this uh, is this a recreational activity? No. Is this a food related death? It is not. Is it a workplace related death? It is. Okay. Okay. Is uh, it forty-seven to eighty-four? Is it related to hockey? 
It is not. Oh, I was going to think Zamboni. Yeah. Is it, is it? Is it an office job? It is not. Garrett uh, is close. Garrett says mining accident. He's so you're we're close on mining. Close accident. mining accident. Is it? I'm going more specific. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you could say something like suffocation in a mine. So, so like for Minnesota, that'd be like Iron Range. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Sit up in the Iron Range. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. You grew up in the Iron Range. Uh, are we talking like uh, respiratory, like inhaling, like dust from the mines? Yes. What mines? Iron ore mines. Specifically in Minnesota, the Iron Range, that kind of ore is called. Oh, don't tell me. Anybody? Don't okay, tell me. My family's from Hibbing. If I get this wrong, come on, dude. I'm out of the family. You're 100%. For bony sausage. Yeah, absolutely. What are they called? What that? is it called? An open pit mine. No, no, no. no. no the kind what's, of ore. What's the type of ore that they extract? I'm iron? Garrett, thank you. Oh, Garrett. Garrett's in the in a Garrett Garrett Koppelman. I'm so ashamed. Taconite. 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 Okay, I didn't know that. Not tannerite. <laughs> not, not tannerite. Tannerite's a whole different. Yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, tannerite's way more fun. We've blown a lot, lot of tannerite up. Yeah, and probably also, a taconite. few. Actually, inhalation. Tannerite so, would be good for numero de los muertos someday because I bet a lot of people oh, kick the bucket have died. playing around with tannerite. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, taconite is a is a type of iron ore. Okay. But it is uh, it was so pure and uh very deadly to your lungs and i mean I, so much so that 98 people a year died from it and wow that's the big reason why they shut down those mines really yeah. so 84 is when those all shut down yep. huh the more you know yeah shooting star duh. ah grant that's funny it's a tacky fact that's it oh <laughs> grant you're hilarious your humor <laughs> moves me all right, so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right, so let's move into... Actually, before we move into that, uh, into the lightning round, um, we were talking while the smoke-in commercial mm -hmm, was playing. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us a little bit about some of the behind-the-scenes sort of, you know, the, the stuff that you brought up as far as working with, giving back, doing more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we looked at what we wanted to be as a differentiator. Did I say that word right? No, but you're close. You're yeah, close. I got yeah. it. I'm going to give it to you. Yep. yep. Vocabulary is not. Right. <laughs> He's our English major. <laughs> we we partnered with Operation Cigars for Warriors early, yes. early, and 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 I can remember getting cigars shipped to me downrange on deployments. And Cigars for Warriors has been around for ten years. Yeah, ten year anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And I've deployed once in the last 10 years i had a lot of deployments when i was active duty early on which was prior to to operation scars warriors but before software before software so we one of our differentiators was wanting to brand ourselves as veteran owned and yeah. so we wanted we're actually wanting to own that space right there's some other companies that are doing some things in the veteran owned cigar but you know we want to be known as as a veteran owned cigar brand yeah and and then our mission and our give back and and I think of like when we when we were talking about earlier about community, 
the the community that's built with in the camaraderie with the the guys that you deploy with i mean smoking cigars on that first deployment became the highlight of the week especially working yeah. nights and you know just finding an outlet um something that was new to me 20 years ago and being able to to connect with the guys that were on my fire team we're out doing perimeter checks and we're just kind of like you know you're you're nomads out there and and being in the desert smoking a cigar and it, it just became the highlight of the week so um the the amount of community that's built within within the veteran community within the the military uh the guys that are deployed to combat areas around the world and the things that operation cigars warriors are doing uh it's really really important to us yeah. uh, to support their organization uh what we do is we and because of the fda then we're limited on being able to just like pack up boxes and boxes of cigars and ship them to my guys that are deployed so we have to partner with a nonprofit like cigar Warriors. they're able to navigate the red tape with the fda and through that organization we're able to send our cigars to them which then they have some type of uh checks and balances system yep. for yeah. sending them downrange. yep and so our cigars are getting to the guys deployed in combat areas around the world through operation cigars warriors and so as we're as we're evolving, you know, we're not able to to provide as many cigars as we'd like. And through the donations that we get on our website or through our brick and mortars, yep. then we are able to then match. And so effectively, when someone makes a donation, we match that. So effectively, that person is actually purchasing two cigars that we're able to then send. And we do it quarterly right now. But yep. the goal would be to like the socks company, you know, where you oh, buy, yeah. buy one give one yeah. yeah we want to be able to buy one give one and it doesn't matter where that sale came from whether it was brick and mortar through a distributor or yep. direct on our website it's buy one give one and so we have this ticker on our website and we actually picked up this idea from woodchuck who makes our boxes they have uh there's buy one plant one so for yeah. every everything that's purchased then they plant a tree and it's part of their mission statement yep. and we're just you know we're not trying to you know invent the wheel here so we want to be able to give one for every cigar that's purchased we give a cigar to operation cigars warriors that then ship to a combat veteran that's or military member service member that's deployed yep that's fantastic and we've we've gotten to know cigars for warriors over the years oh those guys are awesome um we had a great interview with them at the at the tpe show even yep. and yeah. uh the, the work they do just giving giving these deployed service people you know 45 minutes to an hour and a half to yep. sit with a cigar mm -hmm. and 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 uh, unfortunately we're, we're to the point now like you mentioned that we have to also well cigars for warriors as an organization has to also sort of play defense in keeping the fda off off yeah. our backs so that they the, so that these cigars actually make it to the service people who are deployed mm -hmm. and you know so these guys can actually sit down when they're in when they're far away from home for months on end yep and can take some time to forget about you know be off the clock and uh and enjoy a cigar for 45 minutes to 90 minutes and just swap stories about home yep. i mean you got you were you went through it you know it's times when it's like i don't want to talk about duty anymore i want yep. to talk about you know what what's going on at home and where i grew up and the places i love to go have burgers and pizza you know, that's those are the times that help you reset. Yep. There's a stigma 
that in the military we don't talk about our feelings. <laughs> I mean, most men, but yeah, <laughs> in the military is my you know it's a men dominated career field. But you know the the it's like an onion when you start smoking a cigar. The things that are unpacked mm-hmm. yep. during uh, a session where you're smoking a cigar with your guys, you learn things that you would have never ever learned. And you get to know them, and that's it. Just builds the the community and the connection. And you, know, I, I in the military, I started smoking cigarettes. So I had, and, and again, didn't I, I didn't have a brand or anything. So the guy that I worked with, he or that I was deployed with on my fire team, smoked Newports. So I smoked Newports for a while, and then I started chewing tobacco. And so then it was it was either chewing, uh, you know, having a a snapper in my lip, <laughs> smoking a Newport. Or coffee beans just to stay awake. We used to stuff coffee beans in, oh. in our lip. Oh, man. And just to stay awake. And so the cigar was just kind of something you look forward to to break up your evening. We worked uh, 12 to 15-hour shifts, uh, you know, and so in the middle of the night, 2 in the morning, you know, you're lighting up a cigar and you're getting to know your the guys that you're you're with. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, hey, uh, Justin, do me a favor. Before we jump into lightning round, just pop up the, the hashtag again so people know that they can still enter that giveaway before the show is over. And, and if, if I can say one thing before the yeah, lightning absolutely. round, we, we talked about the branding a lot and kind of the founding fathers. We, it was, it was important to us to have that, you know, we're leading with veteran owned. We have a long-term goal for a give back there too, that we're, we're stepping into every single day. We're taking baby steps towards that. It's not one of those things like, well, we can't do our end goal. So it's not going to do anything now. We're trying to do whatever we can now, but we also were trying to find the line between, you know, being a veteran-owned company and like American-made translates really well into the gun industry, but like you know, Dominican and Nicaraguan tobacco <laughs> hits way harder than like Ohio tobacco <laughs> or so Alabama. Like, Alabama tobacco. Tobacco. So it's like, oh yeah, great Minnesota-grown tobacco. You know, yeah. so like we want it to feel like a legacy brand yeah. with that you know veteran-owned uh, message and really you know have have the marrying of both of those. Yeah. Cage-free, corn-fed minnesota tobacco 100 yeah free yeah. free range yeah. minnesota tobacco yep it's, it's important slightly organic <laughs> slightly <laughs> i want to know about lanceros what do you you know let's okay. just Dude. talk lanceros Dude. for a second okay do you know about lanceros skinny mm-hmm. small or long i mean it ain't long but it sure is skinny right for sure 100 percent. so so have you had many lanceros couple okay here's here's he's, what i would like you to he's do. a whore for lance okay. here's what i'd love for you guys to do okay is find a brand that mm-hmm. makes um you know a line of cigars where there's a lancero and maybe a robusto or a toro okay yep smoke one yep uh cleanse your palate smoke the other one here's what i've learned i have been told I don't have a lot of places to check this against, but I've been told that a lot of people who do the blending prefer the smaller ring gauge. Yes, that is correct. So I am well aware of the the actual implications. But most consumers like Toros. Correct. And that is why this was a great idea to do Toros. From a sales perspective, consumers like Toros. We've got three sizes. Yeah. Robusto, 5x50. Toro, 6x52. Which I think if you put them on a mic, they might be like a six by fifty one. Um, 
We got a little tight 51, roller, 52, little tight roller whatever it the, takes. Tight roller in the Dominican there. <laughs> um, and then our Churchill's uh, a 7 by 48. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Garrett Koppelman uh, makes a great suggestion using the Luciano Dreamer line. Um, there's a couple shops you can get them locally. Okay. I can, we'll talk about it. Very good show. cigar. Very um, good cigar. And you, so smaller ring gauges. Yep. Do you know the deal? Do you know why they? Well, because it's, it's a, it's a surface area versus a volume equation. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And, and the most flavorful part of the cigar is that wrapper. Right. For the most part. Right. Not always true, but typically. Um, and those smaller ring gauges, you get more wrapper for per mm -hmm. filler. Mm hmm and uh so he's just gonna keep selling you trying to get you to hey man Sarah. i get it no it's uh <laughs> it's the the volume the packing equation i took those yep. engineering classes yeah. for yeah, sure man. So I, yeah, yeah I'm, you're speaking my language right all right now. sure maybe and maybe there a we do it behind you yeah <laughs> maybe we do it in stages we'll, we'll go corona first okay 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 and then we'll work our way to lancero is there a threshold where it's not a lancero anymore what is the because i know some people have a 50 whatever robusto Tra and, and traditional traditional yeah. um lancero is uh uh seven and a half by 38 okay um that's that's his wheelhouse my okay. wheelhouse is five and five eighths by 46 okay which is corona typically corona gorda okay but yeah traditional true lancero is seven and a half by 38 but 38 cool is a very thing, tough ring gauge to roll though the cool thing about so. the cigar industry is you can make uh an eight and a half by 14 and call it the unit the the, uh, the newport special the newport the, yeah yeah the virginia slim yeah you know absolutely and uh it, call it whatever you want you know this industry is so cool that you know some companies don't make conforming right. sizes just because they're like don't put me in a box you right. know and this is a really important part that you just brought up we didn't talk about the blends at all and how we went about with these four so we we knew that we had to play the hits yeah robusto toro churchill we knew that and we knew that toro was going to be probably the front runner followed closely by robusto yep. and then churchill is probably gonna be really streaky maybe more events maybe whatever when we we tell people all the time we just had an event here um for a card night and a guy was like all right give me the spiel and i said here's the thing because our entire brand is about community i want to make sure if you've never smoked a cigar before that if anyone hands you my Maduro, it's going to be a good experience for you. Right. So when when people are like, oh, yeah, hand me your Maduro. I'm like, well, here's the thing. If you're looking for like that, like CAO Brasilia, like that really deep, dark, oily you know, cigar, like that's not what this is. And that's not what I'm telling you that this is. I'm telling you this is a very approachable cigar. Mm -hmm. True medium body. Yes. This yeah. entire line of cigars is approachable. And that's by design because if you're new to cigars and if you look at a lot of our content too, a lot of our content is how to cut a cigar, how to light a cigar, how to smoke a cigar, how to fill your butane. Because the best way to, for you to encourage someone into community is to make them feel welcome. Yeah. And the best way for them to feel welcome is to remove that aspect of them feeling stupid. Because think about for the first time you smoke cigars with guys like, oh, did I cut this wrong? Am I Am I putting too much in my mouth? Is there is this too wet? Is I am I supposed to bite it? It's like there's all these things that you don't know as a new cigar smoker. So we wanted to try to remove as many barriers as we could to get people into that. Yeah. And the biggest thing for us too was having this entire line be approachable. And so the next four we're developing, we're taking a little bit of liberties, but like this, this entire line is is they are they are phenomenal smokes and they are quality and you're gonna have a good time no matter which one you grab. Well, and I like and this goes back to the ones that I tried at Cigars and Baseball last year. I like the fact that they, some, 
everybody's got different tastes when it comes to the way a cigar draws. Yep. I actually prefer a draw to have a little, just a little bit of tension on it yep. where it's not super open like a straw. Yep. And these cigars have that. They've got that because most Cuban cigars draw really tight. Yep. It's a great now these are not really tight. They're just, they're just on the right side of snug yep. where there's a little resistance there and th that helps them smoke slower. Yeah. They burn slower. This cigar, I've I've touched up the burn because I've been talking a lot. I touched up the burn maybe once during this broadcast. Not a one, but it still keeps burning, yeah. and I'm, and it's burning really slow. So and that people like that because they get their money's worth. Yeah, right. Is that your? So oh, Garrett's got a great. So Garrett Koppelman, uh, our our uh, viewer, Lincoln Lancero. Because if you think about a Lancero, it's thin, it's long and thin, and Lincoln was long and thin. He was a very tall, lanky gentleman. So it's funny. So Brian's wife went to an event where, was it Gina who's, who talked about having a cigar where women who like to smoke cigars, they don't want a Toro, they don't want a Gordo, they don't want something big. So maybe you should have a cigar named like the, um, who is the first lady who's really well known? It's like maybe you have a size called the first lady. And so the problem is we name our cigars after Martha? the blend. <laughs> But oh, not yeah. the size. Yeah. But so yeah, so that's the thing too, where we would we would probably have a Lancero, but then we'd offer them in, in all the different sizes. So and are you yeah. like um have you thought outside of the the uh, political founder spectrum, like doing a you know, Steve and Bill and Waz Ooh. founders? I think bro, I think it's on the table. You're going down the software road. <laughs> I used to work for software. <laughs> I think it's on the table because if you look at some of the people that were instrumental, I mean, for sure. I mean, the, they're founders, right? Yeah, you heard it here right. first. You can not, uh, not uh, you can send the check later. That's okay. enough out of you, Garrett. <laughs> this was a job interview, and you're hired. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's awesome. uh, let's jump into our lightning round. Okay. Awesome. Um, and our lightning round is brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company. They are America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. And guys, be sure to check out howaboutthatcigar.com on the sidebar. If you guys want to learn more about how you can visit the El Relo factory in Cigar City, please click on the link on the uh, on the right side of howaboutthatcigar.com uh, and learn more about that. So, lightning round. Non-cigar related questions. Brian, I'm going to start with you on this first one. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Ooh. Tom Cruise. Dude, that is a first time answer. It is. And I, All right, why? I have I to really know. like it. I'm going to go off of uh, Days of Thunder. It was an awesome movie, and I just wanted to be a race car driver. Rubbing so, is racing. Yeah, and he's got a legacy of a career as a movie star, So, and then he's done some really just weird things, so I'm just like, yeah. to be in the guy's brain. I mean, yeah. that is not where I thought you were going to take that, I'm glad you. I'm glad you went there. Mm -hmm. I love it. I yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah, you're, you're not afraid to get inside that mind, because I am. Honestly, I 100%. think I think it's like a burlap sack full of cats. Yeah, but but yep. you're not afraid. I in I, a bathtub. In a bathtub, exactly. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. All right, so Angelo, same question for you. 
I'm going to go with uh, Joe Rogan. Yes. Love it. Great answer. Yep. Wow. I think we've had that a couple times. Love yep, that but guy. that's yep. fantastic. What I love about Joe Rogan is that he, and we talked about this earlier, I don't think he has an angle. He, right. He's genuine, genuinely curious, curious. about is. so many different things. And yeah, people beat him up where it's like, oh, you're not giving the proper weight of like this person's opinion versus that person's opinion. He's like, who cares? Like he's he's asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. He's giving space for people to talk. And he's not like, oh, uh, I voted Democrat so I can only have Democrats on my thing. Or I only voted for people who like the this so I can only have these people. He's He has all the different people. He does. And yeah. so just – and and – yeah, he's got a great history and all that stuff. Just for all the people yeah. that I have seen that have shit on Joe Rogan, I can guarantee you they haven't spent more than ten minutes listening to right. any of his podcasts no. or anything that he has done. Who well, else can you name who has had Bernie Sanders on one episode and then Alex Jones on yeah. another episode? Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the far corners Spectrums. of the spectrum politically, for sure. And he has he has everybody on from those far right and left spectrums and everybody in between, and he doesn't yeah. care. He just wants to learn for and sure. I, I totally dig that. Yep. That good. All right. So Brian, back to you. If you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? I'll take this one because you went first. I got one. Yeah. All right. Go, Angelo. Do it. It's Rain and Men. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You can't tell me oh my that, that, would, that wouldn't be the most intimidating thing that like you're about to throw down. It's I'm I'm assuming we're like I'm getting outnumbered, and all of a sudden like it's Rain of Men. That is Hallelujah, so Rain of Men. Yeah, it's got to be. That is, I can see the scene playing out. Gosh, I know you can. My, it's probably it's favorite. probably gonna oh. start raining physically too because that makes it more dramatic. <laughs> yes. but and it's I'm seeing like in a back alley it's probably dark and foreboding. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I took a wrong turn. This isn't where I parked my car, and like I'm good, about to get jumped. These guys come oh, out with chains. Yep. And yeah. Yep. And yep. all of a sudden, instead of instead of like some heavy music, you hear it's raining men. For sure. Oh my I gosh, love I love it so. Much. Yeah. All right, Brian. I don't know how try you're gonna and, top try that, and Brian. top that. So or my, just go a completely different my snap reaction is i have uh kids small kids yep. that uh, seven five and one and so my seven and my five-year-old talk to alexa all the time yep and so they're constantly playing their songs and do they like, keep doing eye of the tiger no okay. not at all <laughs> mind you okay That's, that would be a good one yeah it would actually. be I'm gonna go with that one. Though. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of this song that my seven-year-old who plays "Gummy Bears." Good, 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 gummy bears. I don't know who the art, you know, the artist is on this, but all these kids' songs that Alexa plays on a daily basis. One of these songs would be. Yeah, because what it does is it 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 puts you in a fit of rage when you hear it. Yes. So. Yeah. I can hear another gummy bear. I am so grateful that my kids were already old enough oh. they were already older before you know because we we don't have alexa we've got the google yeah. you know stuff in our house and we can always say you know hey google do this or do that or play this or play that and Just i can't imagine when my kids were small oh. if that would have been around it would have been non-stop baby shark or door the explorer or caillou or whatever you know and here's the thing most most kids songs they're absolute bangers we all know that but what gets you is like they can only listen to it for 14 seconds. And it's like, Alexa, change it. My 
Alexa, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah. You just started. You didn't even get to, through the first verse yet. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. now, so your kids probably were maybe a little too young for um, Frozen. Were they a little too young for Frozen? Did you have any? Yeah, I've, got, I've got four sons. So... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they we never not get a lot of Frozen out of Frozen. Yeah, yeah. well, no, Frozen was like Encanto. I was about to do some Encanto. Frozen. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. What's oh, the, uh, the Encanto? Drip, drip, drip. That oh, yeah. one, oh, that one's been playing. That'd out. be a good fight music. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So uh, you guys choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. Yep. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie. Or score a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. This is really easy. This is very easy. And the first touchdown I ever scored was as a defensive end. <laughs> I so dope. I hit the running back as they were doing a handoff. The ball popped straight down, went straight up into my arms, and I <laughs> ran it into the end zone for a touchdown. Nice. I love it. I you have it on video. Hundred times out of a hundred would go with defensive lineman scoring a touchdown. Nice. But you don't take me as somebody that was ever a big boy. No. And there's something about watching that big boy, oh, yeah. you know, at the at the college. Oh, or, Richard Seymour from New oh England. Gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Or even the Minnesota Vikings where, uh, who was it? Was it Alan Page who ran the wrong way? Yep. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Even that was entertaining. For now, sure. You yeah. Know, now you can look back now on you it can and laugh. laugh. What about you, Brian? I was going to go with the hockey goalie because it would just be like very slow. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> with all that, the pads, and he's just moving across the ice very slow, and then he scores. So, okay, hold on a second. In your, in this fantasy for you, you have like the goalie breaking away from the goal uh -huh. with the puck yep. down, yep. deking out the entire defense 100%. and scoring a goal yep. against, against tradition. A gold net yep uh, against just like him <laughs> launching it from his goal yeah, yeah. I love we're not he... talking an empty netter here no, we're no. talking a covered no, net this is like this is like the soccer goalie <laughs> when they pull the goalie and he goes down and yes. header and scores or whatever this yeah. is the goalie you know like just <laughs> I Mar marty broder comes out of the crease <laughs> he crosses the blue line he crosses them up like i i love where you took that absolutely Oh my gosh! It. I want to see that <laughs> so much. And then he I then he rides the pony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Puts the stick down like the. Yep. Oh my goodness! I love it. Okay, that was good. All right. Oh. So let's move into this week's notable smokable and notable smokables brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So guys, each week. We name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just smoked for the first time in a long time, or it could be a brand that we tried for the first time ever. Now, obviously, you guys are smoking mostly your own stuff. We totally get that. Yep. But when you go outside of your own brand portfolio, is there anything you smoked recently that really kind of caught your interest? I have two that come to mind for me. Right on. For two different reasons. I had my first... Um, coffee cigar, okay. which is, which surprisingly, I've heard a lot of my guys talk about like, oh, coffee cigars are the best. Yeah. Coffee cigars are the best. Why have I never done this before? Mm -hmm. So we're down in Florida. I'm cleaning the pool out. I've got a coffee. I light up a Drew Estate Undercrown shade 
and had that coffee cigar. And that is a very memorable, like that's a core memory for me right now. Like, yeah. That cigar. And then the other one that comes to mind is the, um, was it the 2019 cigar of the year? Was the Aging Room Quattro Nicaraguan? Yes. Ugh. My buddy John at our cigar night on a Tuesday, we got to the point where we, it's fun, like just buy, you know, it's fun buying people stuff. And he showed up one day. He's like, all right, I got everyone something. And he had been aging. He bought that cigar and then aged it for like six or 10 months in his humidor and then gave us all that. So we all smoked that cigar together around the fire. And just, I mean, that's a special place anyway, but oh, that, yeah. that cigar was awesome. Nice. And uh, yeah, that experience was great too. Very great cool. ones. Yeah. Just economics. I mostly smoke our cigars. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's less expensive. Yeah. Um, so on base, then we have one of these cabinet, like fake cabinet humidors. They're not humidified at all. So when I, I bought a cigar when I was up at Camp Ripley, and it was uh, Rocky Patel. 1990? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. That's a great cigar. But I had to put it in our humidor for mm, two months just to, you know. Make sure it checked out. Yeah. And I smoked that one. And so that was probably the most recent cigar that I've smoked outside of ours that was, you know, pleasant. Tread on. True story. When I quit my job to go full-time doing what we do, I bought two cigars. I bought a Davidoff, one of their, I think it was an anniversary, and a 1990. Because a buddy of mine once told me, he was like, oh, yeah, 1990. It's, like, it's going to be good. And it's going to. So, yeah, I bought that 1990 when I quit my job to kind of celebrate. So yeah. nice. that, that cigar has been always near and dear to my heart. What's the two that we got sitting in the humidor? that josh gave Ooh, partagas yeah oh yeah yeah so we got the um we're, i can't we're gonna celebrate that tomorrow yeah that'll be good yeah yeah that's good stuff what yeah. was your notable this week garrett my notable was the padrino by amandola oh, cigars um the purple band oh my gosh god that cigar jeffrey amandola uh maybe my spirit animal right now <laughs> um dude is just uh, killing it with those blends. Uh, two of my new favorite blends, the Padrino and the Especiale. Nice. Uh, my notable this week was the um, from Protocol Cigars, the Bass Reeves Maduro. Mm. Huh. Um, I, I've started, uh, they sent some to us and I started smoking through the, the they have a natural and a Maduro and the Maduro. Um, I'll say it's a tight race. I, I think they're both very good cigars. So far, the Maduro is a little bit in front. I really enjoy that cigar, and there will be a review coming soon on HowAboutTheCigar.com. Okay. All right. Um, so that was this week's Notable Smokables, brought to us by Ace Prime, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit AcePrime.com to learn more. So to give our viewers an idea of some cool stuff we have coming up in the next couple weeks, next Monday night on the 14th, we have none other than Michael Herklotz from Ferio Tego Cigars. Um, after the uh, the illustrious um, zipping up the fly, um, I, I I don't want to use the word incident. It wasn't an incident. It was a it was Situation? an it was an occasion. I was it was an occasion. occasion. Yeah, it was an occasion. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, when a, when when you see a bro needs help, you help. You just go in there and help. Got to be hands on. Just go in there and yeah. help. I mean, hands on. Yeah. Um, so he's on uh, the, on the 14th, and then the following Monday on the 21st, we have Ram Rodriguez from El Artista Cigars. And then closing out the month of March, we have John Carney from La Flor Dominicana joining us on the show. Uh, so, guys, thank you so much for being on episode 149. We always love hanging out here at Hemingway Social, Absolutely. and it makes it even better to hang out with you guys. So we're excited for your brand, 
And uh, so give our viewers uh, just a final, uh, and, and we're going to do the drawing as well, but give our viewers, before we do the drawing, a final plug on where's the best place for them to find out info about your brand. Yeah, what I would say right now, uh, foundercigarcode.com. Uh, we also try to post a lot on Instagram. So it, I believe it's just Founder Cigar Co. on Instagram. But we have everything that you need online. We also have a corporate gifting side of things too. So if you have a business or a special person in your life that you're trying to get something cool for, that's something we're really trying to lean into as well to give people an opportunity to share the gift of the cigar with people. So uh, we would love to hear from you guys too. One of the things we want to do is eventually invite people into the whole naming process and all that too, and just get some crowdsourced uh, Talk stuff about behind there. The putting someone else's logo on our boxes. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, this this box too has been has been the the one thing that we're able to really co-brand and and put your put your name and likeness and stuff on there too. So there's a local um, university. Oh yeah, doing stuff there's like a pretty that. major university football team out of Minnesota that is going to be doing these for their donors. So that's been pretty cool, and that's been a part that we're really excited about. So, and we would just say too, if you're in your favorite lounge, ask about us. Mm -hmm. Just ask about us. That that helps us so much. If people have heard about us a couple of times, so. Um, if you got any feedback for us, if you have any questions, uh, you can also just uh, email us at the contact page and we'd love to hear from you. We're Thanks. the only two people. Absolutely. So if you call or email us, it will be me or Angelo. Yep. Mostly Angelo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give you viewers, I'm going to give you 30 more seconds to go in the comments on Facebook or YouTube. If you haven't already, go in the comments and put hashtag founders because we're going to be doing this drawing in just a few seconds so you've got just a uh just a little more time so i'm going to pull up the the page so everybody can see the drawing yeah. so just vamp for a little while talk about your talk about your day talk about uh -huh. i feel like we should give people the context of the software company i think so <laughs> so this is like the thing that we like struggle along with and so you know these guys are gracious hosts and they were asking about things that you know we might not want to talk about like you know whatever and i said you know if you want to waste your entire night talk to brian about the software company that he used to work for because it's usually a long drawn out story with like 14 different details and acquisitions and this and the punchline is basically that he worked for a software company so yeah you know that's uh we we give brian shit for some of his <laughs> detailed processing and he does a great job providing context for people so that's that's where the software company we're very detailed oriented <laughs> external processors. external processors we worked out of my basement thank you gina for letting oh us she's a saint and the kids playroom yep. for how many years way too long so we've built you know a business out of that and so we've worked literally shoulder to shoulder for and so i i, I forget that i've told you the story 100 times but he always goes do you know you were i worked for a software company I'm like yeah and that's when i usually turn back to my computer and uh move on to something <laughs> <laughs> did you just check out of this conversation absolutely like five minutes ago <laughs> all right so let's do this giveaway right now i'm going to share my screen and we're going to jump right in i'm going to click on draw and there it's going through everybody's names and the winner is don't pick how about that cigar don't pick one of my friends the winner, Chuck. Chuck is our good friend here from right here in Minnesota. Way to go, Chuck. So, Chuck, Love congratulations it. on this prize pack. We will uh, we will make sure to get that to you yep. one way or another, whether it's in person or whether it is through the mighty mail system. Well, I uh, I live just a mile from Chuck, so okay. Great. I'd be honored to the uh, courier. Deliver. Yeah. So I'm going to check your ID. So I have to verify <laughs> that you're over the age of 21. And then you're going to gift it to Chuck. 
He's just he's just made it so over just in the, case over the, the wire. Is watching. Yeah, just All just the over the wire. He's he's uh, twenty one and a half. Nailed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nailed yeah. it. Born yeah. in uh, 20, 21, oh, no, one. 2001. Oh, 2001. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But bro, my son's turning twenty one this year. So <laughs> it's I don't know what to tell you. It, it oh, happens. and I, I also I just want to. Uh, if anybody watched our episode with Meet the Professor yesterday, uh, not only was that a blast. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, during the Hot Seat episode with Melanie Cisco, she asked Matt, what is one of Garrett's uh, fashion... Fashion mistakes. Fashion mistakes. Full pause. Yeah. yeah. And and Matt said, Garrett wears this blue shirt, Paisley thing that, you know, I don't, I don't like. And so today I was like, <laughs> okay, well... I guess I'm just going to turn it up. He did so, turn it up to 11. So Looks today, great. Today I went and I, I got some pretties. Yeah. Missing the yeah. Tie. Yeah. I, I wish I had more taco meat to, <laughs> to bring to that party, but uh, that's so good. <laughs> no, I got nothing. I, yeah. It's not the, it's not the shirt itself. It, it was the frequency. There was, there was a period of time where it's like, every time we had a show, you were wearing that shirt. I love that. I was like, bro, could we wear something different? Mm-mm. Do you need some merch? You do need <laughs> True. some merch. Well, we should talk about your shorts. Oh gosh. <laughs> this is just devolving into chaos right now. They call them shorts for a reason, Brian. They're supposed to be short, okay? No, no, no. I didn't read anywhere in the employee handbook that I couldn't wear a four-inch inseam into the the, uh, office. Okay? No, no, no. Roller skates? Were roller skates involved? Yeah, if the price is right. (laughs) I had a bad experience. All I can say about that. I love it. Four inch inseam. There's I I think so hot. That's where it should that's a good closing point. You're breaking boundaries. That's a good that's a good cigar name. Four inch inseam. Yeah. Just saying. Put that in your Rolodex for future cigar names. It's under consideration. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Had a blast talking to you guys. And um, so so congrats, Chuck, to our winner. Uh, and for all our viewers and listeners, guys, as always. Man, we're so grateful to you, to you guys for watching and listening. Uh, be sure to check out founderscigarco.com. Uh, and uh, as always, if you guys have questions for Garrett or myself, make sure to email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Be sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. Make sure, guys, to go on the YouTube channel and subscribe. Watching is great, but subscribing is better. And go and make sure to follow us on Facebook and like the page as well so you don't miss anything we have going on. And of course, guys, as always, burn cigars, not bridges. We'll see ya. Thanks, everybody.